Good evening, Shawnee Baptist Church, and thank you for tuning in again and uh, joining us for our Sunday evening service, a little different setup uh, tonight. Uh, but tonight is going to introduce uh, a series of uh, videos for this next week uh, for you and I, I. What I'd like to do is I'd like uh, to walk through uh, the next couple days uh, this week in the life of Christ. And so starting um, right now with the entering into Jerusalem of Christ and then the uh, casting uh, the money table, the money changers out of the temple. But we'll look at those this evening. Uh, and then we'll have every morning at seven o'clock, another video available for you, uh, more as, as a devotional, a time with God, uh, and then a time uh, together in his word, uh, reading some passages about what's taking place on that day, uh, and then taking time to expound on that. They'll not be super long videos, but I do pray that they'd be an encouragement and a blessing to you as we look at this most wonderful week in our Christian faith, the crucifixion of Christ and the resurrection. Uh, I cannot wait for Easter Sunday. What a blessing and what an opportunity. Let me just give you a rundown so you can uh, be prepared for it tonight. Once again, we're talking about the entering in Jerusalem uh, and then the casting out the money changers. Uh, Monday, tomorrow, uh, we're going to talk about the cursing of the fig tree uh, and what that means and why, and then some questions uh, for the next two or three chapters. Uh, Jesus is taking questions from the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, and we'll look at those. Uh, Tuesday, we're looking at the traitor uh, and the Last Supper. Wednesday, the garden and the trial. Uh, Thursday and Friday, we're going to take both those days and look at the crucifixion. There's so much there, uh, and we'll read passages from the crucifixion, uh, potentially Friday giving uh, just an interesting viewpoint about the crucifixion. And then Saturday, we'll look at the burial preparations and the religious leaders' precautions. And then Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, we will study the resurrection. If you have your Bibles, would you take them out with me? We're looking at Matthew chapter 20. I want to read two verses there, uh, and then we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 21 as we jump into this week in Christ's life. Uh, there in Matthew chapter 20, Verse number 17, the Bible says, And Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples apart in the way, and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be destroyed under the chief priests and under the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him. And the third day he shall rise again. This would be the third time that Jesus would speak of his death and resurrection. Each one of the cases, the disciples missed it, but he could not have been more plain than he was here leading right into him coming into Jerusalem. Uh, I'm going to be betrayed uh, under the chief priests and scribes. I'm going to die. And three days later, I will rise again. Now, we look at verse number 21, or chapter 21, and verse number 1. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethage, under the Mount of Olives, 
Then sent Jesus to disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh upon thee, unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the full of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the ass and the cold and put on them their clothes and they set him thereon. Verse number eight. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Verse number 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. And said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have ye never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Let me have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this Bible study that we're going to have. And uh, I just pray uh, that your Holy Spirit would fill me as the, the teacher, the preacher, and each one of us as listeners. May this week we take time to glean from these most important of passages for our Christian faith. Thank you for loving us enough to send your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us uh, on the cross. And, and Father, thank you. Uh, three days later, that tomb is empty and was empty and still is empty today. Thank you for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And God, I do pray uh, that this week, starting this evening, as we dive into uh, these chapters in your word, that you would open up scripture to us, that Father, you would just give us some wonderful things that we can think about throughout the day, that we can meditate throughout the day. And may we fall more in love with the sacrifice that your son, Jesus Christ, made for us. And Father, I do pray that if there's one uh, out there that does not know your son Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, that uh, through uh, these videos and this time together in your word, that Father, your spirit would draw them to you, and uh, that they would receive your son Jesus Christ, and that their eternity would be settled. Now, we ask you to bless us in your son Jesus' precious name we ask it. Amen. We have two main events that we're looking at this evening. First, the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, and second, the cleansing of the temple. Crowds had gathered around Christ on numerous occasions. It seemed wherever Christ went, people would come. Even when Jesus wanted to get away, even when he wanted to pull away from the crowds, it seemed like the crowds would eventually find out where he was going to be at, and they would flock to him, they would drive to him, and uh, they would sit at his feet. Uh, but this was different. This was the first time 
that Jesus actually planned and promoted a public demonstration. Look with me there at verse number six. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes and, and they set them thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Why? Why did this demonstration need to take place? What was the purpose of it? Let me offer you uh, three reasons. Uh, First of all, uh, Jesus put on this to publicly offer himself to the nation of Israel. Just as the Passover lamb, had to be brought into Jerusalem four days uh, earlier than the sacrifice. Jesus was brought into Jerusalem four days before his sacrifice. What a beautiful picture. Once again, reminding us that he was the Lamb of God that came to take away the sins of the world. Think about that. He knew what he was doing. When he entered into Jerusalem, he knew the events of the week. Now, if you and I knew that the end of our life was coming, if we knew that we would be met with persecution or even crucifixion, we would probably stay away from that place. Jesus, knowing, publicly offered himself to the nation of Israel, but not just the nation of Israel. He, pu- he publicly offered himself to the world. You see, there in Jerusalem, he would die for their sins and he would also die for our sins. I'm reminded what the word of God says there in Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 10, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices over and over and over again, which can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. How wonderful news that is that Jesus Christ, his sacrifice there on the cross was enough for all, forever. Have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ, the sacrificial lamb, the son of God? The first reason for this demonstration was Jesus was publicly offering himself uh, as the lamb of God, as the savior of the world. Number two, he also went to fulfill prophecy. Uh, There in verses one through three, we find Jesus sending the disciples out to get a donkey and uh, the colt of a donkey. Then in verses seven and eight, he rides into Jerusalem with uh, crowds lining the streets, celebrating Christ, Hosanna to the son of David, Hosanna to the highest. This prophecy is found there in the book of Zechariah, Zechariah chapter nine, verse number nine. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly 
and riding upon an ass and upon the colt, the foal of an ass. To fulfill prophecy, over 400 prophecies Christ fulfilled, and this was just one of them. You know how many prophecies in the Old Testament of Christ that went unfulfilled? Not one. No, not one. A perfect record and a perfect Savior. And he came into Jerusalem to publicly offer himself. He came to Jerusalem to fulfill prophecy. As Jesus entered Jerusalem there in verse number nine, the people cried, Hosanna. Hosanna, the term means save now. We see it again there in verse number 15, the children there in the temple crying, Hosanna, save now. You, you might think that they were crying Hosanna because they wanted uh, to be saved from their sins. But that is just simply not the case. The people uh, did not believe that he was coming to be killed. Uh, they thought he was coming to be king. That he was going to set up his kingdom. That, they, uh, that Christ was coming to free them uh, from Roman oppression, the Roman government. The crowd was looking for a ruling Messiah to deliver them from Rome, not a sacrificial Messiah to deliver them from their sins. But the crowd, the excitement, the cheering, it leads us to number three. He entered Jerusalem in this manner to push the religious leaders to action. To push the religious leaders to action. They already hated him. Uh, the Pharisees, they, they despised him. The religious leaders of the time, they were already jealous of Christ. And, and now this, this just made matters worse. Look there with me at verse number 15. We read uh, the response of the Jewish leaders uh, during this time. There in verse number 15, the Bible says, And the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna uh, to the son of David. And we have a few words there. They, being the religious leaders, were sore displeased. They were sore displeased. Though entering Jerusalem was not certainly not the only action that moved the religious leaders to call for Christ's death, it sure helped speed up the process. Now, we come to verse number 12. First, we have the triumphal entry. Why, why the, the triumphal entry? Uh, he came to publicly offer himself. He came to fulfill a prophecy. I believe he came to speed up the process uh, of the religious leaders, to draw them to action. And now we come to verse number 12, and we have just a different event here, the cleansing of the temple taking place on this same day. Verse number 12, And Jesus went to the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. I love how one person put it. The temple was being used for monetary business and not missionary business. There were those who were setting up a shop and those who were setting up shop were, were doing so in the outer court of the temple. 
They were selling animal sacrifices at a much higher rate than you could get outside of the temple wall. Some historians would say uh, that these men uh, were selling, the money changers were selling at a rate even 20 times higher uh, than you could get outside of the temple. Okay, uh, this, uh, what did Jesus address? Okay, Jesus addressed two specific problems. Two specific problems. The first was the misuse of the outer court. The misuse of the outer court. The outer court of the temple was the only place that Gentiles could come into the temple and worship. Specifically, uh, that court was there for the Gentiles to learn about the one true God. Jews were allowed to Uh, go past that, but the Gentiles had to stop there. And it was there that they could learn and they could have scriptures taught to them. And uh, it was there that uh, they could be ministered to. It was literally missionary work. And the second reason that outer court was there so others could pray. And so the Gentiles could come and pray to God. Christ comes in and cleans house. He cast out both uh, those selling and both Those who are buying, he flips over tables, uh, a very different approach than we're accustomed to seeing uh, in the life of Christ. Though this is not the only time that he's done this. There in John chapter two, uh, we read about Christ doing much of the same thing. We see three specific things that Jesus encourages that outer court, the temple to be. Uh, Most dramatically, That outer court, Christ says, was to be a place of prayer. Verse number 13, Jesus said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. A defining part of any place of worship should be this matter of prayer. And Christ says, look, by you doing this, by you setting up and making this a spectacle, you are missing the purpose of uh, the temple. You are missing the purpose of what's supposed to be taking place here. Maybe you've heard me say it before. I I pray that Shawnee Baptist Church is known as a place of prayer. And more specifically, we're known as people who pray. Jesus addresses them and says, this should be a place of prayer. Second of all, I believe it's to be a a place of healing. Verse number 14, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And I do believe that God's house is a place that we can come and we can find healing. Not only physically, but uh, even spiritually. I pray that those who are blind to the things of God have a place that they can come. I pray that those who are lame to the things of God have a place that they can come and they can receive spiritual healing. And then third of all, it's a place of praise. It's a place of praise. Jesus didn't stop those being healed. He didn't, And he didn't also stop those who were praising him and, and more specifically the children who were praising him. Verse number 15, and when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased and said unto him, hearest thou what these say? Jesus saith unto them, yea, 
Have ye never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, children, thou hast perfected praise. Uh, First, he teaches about what uh, the outer court of the temple ought to be, a place of prayer, a place of healing, a place of praise. Why did Christ flip over the tables? Second of all, to address the hypocrisy of the religious leaders. Now, don't miss this. To address the hypocrisy of the religious leaders. Uh, It was evident here that these men, these leaders were more concerned with uh, making money off of the people. Charging 20 times more. They were more concerned about making money off the people than they were prayer or than they were praising Jesus. They were displeased that Jesus Christ was being lifted up. And Christ puts his finger right on it. Verse number 17, And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. And there was the end of the day. Now, two quick practical takeaways. Number one, he gave himself for us. I said it before, Jesus knowingly entered into Jerusalem, understanding what was going to take place that week. He gave himself for us. Can we give our lives for him? I'm reminded what Romans chapter 12, verse number one says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's just reasonable. If he could give himself and offer himself as a sacrificial lamb for us, can we not offer ourselves back to him in service? And then second of all, let's make sure we keep God's house missionary business. May we keep it about prayer. May we keep God's house and our gathering about spiritual healing. And then may we keep it a place where we can praise and worship our Messiah. Now, let's have a word of prayer and then let me give just a few closing remarks. Father, thank you for this Bible study. By no means exhaustive. But Father, I do believe you give us a few things that we can think about, uh, a few things that we can mull over, and a few things that uh, we can meditate on. And God, I do pray uh, that as we look at this, that Father, maybe there's one listening tonight that does not know your son Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. God, I pray that even now they would call out to you. God, I pray that uh, they would confess their sins, that Father, they would put their faith in what your son did there on the cross and uh, then three days later rising from the dead and that they would call upon you. For you say, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then for us as Christians, Father, help us to just relish the fact that that day you entered into Jerusalem for us. Father, if you could give yourself for us, what a privilege we have to give ourselves back to you. 
And then, Father, I pray that we keep ourselves, uh, the church, a place where somebody can come and pray, receive uh, healing, spiritual healing, and God, a place that we can together lift you up. And we'll thank you and praise you for it. in the name of your son, Jesus. We ask these things. Amen. I so do miss uh, our corporate together worship, but I'm also so glad that God gives us this opportunity uh, to worship together. Thank you for taking time. Uh, to watch the video tonight. I pray the Bible study was a blessing to you. And then I want you to join me. Maybe you can't make 7 a.m., uh, but we'll we'll send it out an email. It'll be ready to go at 7 a.m. on Facebook and social media. Uh, and if you can jump on then, go, do it. Jump on then. Uh, I sure hope that this can become a part of your devotions for the week as we study Uh, Just this wonderful week and some wonderful truths from Scripture. Now, let me remind you, tomorrow we come to day two. It starts the morning uh, with Jesus cursing a fig tree. Why? Why did he do that? What what was he trying to teach us uh, through that? And then it begins a series of questions. Uh, And we're going to look at some of those questions and address what Christ was, some of the things that Christ was teaching here in these last couple days uh, of life here on this earth. Ah, I can't wait to join you tomorrow morning as we look together at God's word. Sure do love you, appreciate you, uh, praying that you stay healthy, uh, asking God to bless our church family to watch over us at this time. And uh, thank you so much for being you. I pray Lord will give you an opportunity this week to live for him, and to tell somebody else about him. God bless and have a great evening.